Hi, this is John and Adam with Daddy O Trading Company, and we're mingling with the Mimosa Mamas. Hi. Hi! Welcome back! Today we have a very special group of guys joining us. They are Daddio Trading Company, and it's Adam Casares and John Feld. Let me tell you a little bit about these guys. They're pretty amazing. Adam is a father of twins, Camden and Kalia, and his background is in sales and marketing, where he has been successful for the past 15 years. I love this quote that he uses on his website. He says, being a dad is the best job. I Aww, love that, Adam. Love it's that so too. sweet. And then his partner in crime, John Feld, is a father to his son, Huxley. That is the most awesome name ever. And his background is in graphic design and marketing, where he has earned two masters. And his quote is, no shame in my dad game. So welcome <laughs> to both of you welcome, guys. Welcome, guys. We're so happy that you're here. Thank you for mingling with us. How's your day going? I actually am a sleep coach, and I always tell my clients to use all-natural Camilla on their gums. I don't know if you've tried that, but it is yeah, a lifesaver. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I'll put that on the list. Target. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. We've had some interesting teeth cutting stories with our son. We went on vacation one time. He cut eight teeth in a two week time frame. So, oh my gosh, teething is such a battle, and I feel like it's ongoing until they're like two and a half or three. So, hang in there. That Camilla is definitely going to help, and of course, the Advil and the Tylenol alternating that is going to help as well. But it's just going to take time. Yeah. I'm sorry. And you're a first time dad, right? Yes, I, we, we both are. Yeah, we both um, became dads kind of around the same time. Adam had his twins um, almost a year before we had Huxley. So um, it's uh, we're both kind of in this journey together. I get to lean on Adam a lot of the times to ask for some advice when the things are going on because he's a, a year ahead of me, so he knows a little bit better on the things <laughs> than I do. So it's always fun to do this thing together. That's always the best when you have a friend that you can go to and, and just either send a text or pick up the phone and say, oh my gosh, I need help with this or that. I mean, there's so many things that come up that you think you might know, but then it's like, oh my gosh. Having that tribe, you know, that you can let and lean, lean on, on yeah. is so huge. And um, that's what we try to provide on our podcast. So you guys are such a perfect fit to be here with us. What was your inspiration for starting Daddy-O? Well, for, from my standpoint, I mean, Adam and I both have been looking at side ventures for a very long time. We were both kind of curious. I'm like, we wanted to work together in some type of fashion, whether it's starting a business or a company or um, just doing something as friends and kind of entrepreneurs. And we really didn't find a fit. We were looking at a bunch of different stuff. And then shortly after I had my wife and I had Huxley, we came up with the idea for Daddio, and it just finally like struck a chord. We're like, this is something we're passionate about. Um, when I was looking for stuff for my wife and son, there's all this cute baby and mom gear. You know, mm-hmm. everyone has the cute diaper bag or the cute t-shirt or the funny thing thing or the baby has all this great stuff. But there was nothing cool for dad. And that's when we both kind of were like, this is it. We need to make cool stuff for dad that empower men to be proud fathers and to showcase their fatherhood. What an awesome idea. 
it's kind of crazy that no one has thought of that before either, right? I mean, it took this long for someone to jump on that because that's so smart of you guys to, to bring that to the market. Yeah, and it's something that, I mean, we, we definitely, I have a, a history in apparel design and um, came kind of naturally to get back into clothing and apparel, but I think for, like, the standpoint of, like, being a new industry, I think, just if you look at the kid and baby industry, it's like a $12 billion um, industry, and it's, 90% of that stuff is for mom and baby which is kind of interesting if you look at those numbers. So I think dads have been underrepresented in this kind of market, and especially with the way pop culture is treating dads, you know, we're becoming cool to be a dad, and there's a lot of celebrities who are embracing their father yeah. and broadcast all over. So we're kind of changing the game. You absolutely are. I actually discovered you guys through Instagram, and I, I bought a shirt for my husband because my son calls... Uh, his dad, Daddy-O. He's always been saying that. Daddy-O, Daddy-O. So when I saw your shirt, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have that for my hubby. And he rocks that shirt. And he said the same thing. He's like, I wish we would have had this back in, we had our son in 2007. And there was nothing cool back then. I mean, 11 years ago, you know, even the, the, the awesome shirt that you guys have that says diapers, bottles, and brews. Yeah. I mean, we love that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, that's the, um, that's one of our best-selling shirts is the Cypress Balls and the Brews are essentials tea, because it's kind of the essentials to fatherhood after you do a couple of diaper changes, you kind of need a beer, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, or some whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get a ton of comments, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Adam and I were actually traveling down to L.A. one time um, for a meeting, and uh, we were walking through the airport, and this lady had her stroller, a kid's and like all of her luggage dropped everything to run up to us and be like, where did you get that shirt? And I'm like, I think we know a guy. Like, <laughs> it's really funny because she was like, I gotta get this shirt. So it was really cute and that's really fun to see. And that's like when we first started the brand, it was just a fun way to make cool shirts for dads, mainly for myself and Adam, our friend group. And then it quickly grew and now we're developing more fatherhood products like our fatherhood backpack which is our cool version of the diaper bag and then we're building a community of dads that are really looking to not just be here as a t-shirt company or a bag company but wanting to be there for dads kind of like what you guys are saying with what you're doing with your podcast is reaching out and being a source for dads because i think it's something that when we both became dads we're kind of like oh here's your kid good luck <laughs> exactly mom groups you know but something that's different you know yep yeah one of those things where it's like you can easily feel a little lost at times and if you have a community of people such as you know close friends and close family to lean on for certain advice then it's always always a welcome thing that's so true it's an invaluable thing to have and um dads all over the country are grateful that you guys are there and that you're doing this because you know you are you're putting dads on the map in such a different way and i love that your motto for your company is we are a lifestyle brand designed to outfit today's dad by creating products that showcase their fatherhood that is awesome that is beautiful you know i'm just i thank you and i'm not even a dad you know i really appreciate eric appreciates it what do your wives think about all this well, it's been a, I mean, it's been a fun little journey. I think when we first started, there was a, uh, she, uh, 
she was looking at the brand like, oh, this is a cool idea. I like what you're doing. And now as it's kind of grown, she's helping out a lot, but involved in and trying to make sure that I'm doing everything correctly. I always look at her as like kind of my uh, my go-to for everything because uh, without her, I don't know where I necessarily be in the right path of life. She's definitely the one who's really the, the guiding force to making sure everything's buttoned up in this household. So she, uh, sometimes I think she she wears the pants most of the time. <laughs> the brand, and uh, we're having fun with it. It's definitely, it's definitely challenging, you know, I think with having a day job and then um, having a, a side job, taking time with this family, it, it definitely does get a little taxing, but she's super supportive and it's, um, she believes in it. I think that's a really cool thing with the family aspect of just working. We're trying to do this as a family, like all of us. We'd love to share with our closest friends and have them be a part of the company and have their families and make it a, a big group and just all grow together. Yeah, that is so great that you guys are working together on this. And so you are still at your full-time job or she has a full-time job? So my wife actually stays at home. Okay, um, so she has a full-time job. <laughs> um, yeah, she does have a full-time job for sure. And, so, yeah, I'm actually, my day job is I teach. I teach graphic design and photography to high school students. Rewarding job. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really fun. And that's yeah. one of the things that really is a, a driving force is because I see so many on my students who maybe don't have a father or in a different family situation than I grew up in or my son will grow up in. And I, I cherished my son so much that I look to these kids and if I can be an outlet for them as a father figure, some of them call me dad, which is kind of funny. But even before daddy started, they, they were calling me dad. So it's, a, it's mm-hmm. dad for a while now to some of these kids. Oh, wow. That's so beautiful. That's so I love nice. that. It's- it's such a rewarding job, but also really touches us because we have noticed on your um, website that you guys do have portion of right. your sale to foster children. Or where do you guys directly give that to, or what organization? Yeah, so it was actually a funny story about that. So when we first started the brand, going back to me being a teacher, there were a couple students who really resonated with me and who were very talented. But one student had no family; both of his parents kind of out of the picture when he was about 12. Very talented graphic designer, started a clothing brand, but just didn't have any support system from a a parenting standpoint. What we really talked about is we wanted to do something fun with this brand, so giving back or creating community events or scholarships or things for for young, young people who are trying to just pursue whatever career path they're looking for, but if we can help with facilitating them or just giving them an event to take their mind off the hardships in their life, we reached out to a lot of different nonprofits and couldn't find one who would give us a call back, which was really kind of upsetting us because um, we were like, we would love to, to give you guys some funds to help your initiatives or, yeah. or your driving force, whatever you're looking to do. So we kind of ended up taking it into our own hands. So we'll do, we took a couple kids back when one of the Star Wars movies came out and they got to bring a bunch of their friends we took them to a movie. All little events with those funds to make an impact on our community and our area. So we'd love to continue to grow with it and be able to establish kind of more of a nonprofit standpoint or work with a nonprofit and do some really big events. I think that would be something that would be very cool. I think that's great. I'm glad that you guys saw that as an opportunity and went with it. And that just takes your company to another level, you know, a whole nother level. And it gives you that philanthropic um, feel and it just legitimizes it even more. 
Yeah, and I think there's a whole line from a lot of companies who have that as not necessarily just a, a tagline for their brand, but when we look at the driving force for what we're trying to do is we're really looking to make an impact in fatherhood and kids' lives and really try to make a difference. And I think by making clothes and selling products, it's a cool way to get into people's lives. And we've noticed is we, with every t-shirt we sell, we get connected to that person. You know, the picture of us, of them wearing our brand on it, we like it, we end up following them, and then we get to get in touch with their lives, or we get to see them out at a restaurant, and then we'll share a beer, you know, it's kind of like we become friends with all these different people who we would never have a chance to meet, you know? Absolutely. Podcast brings people together. I mean, just having a business in general brings people together, so... Yeah, it's a wonderful yeah. benefit. It is definitely having that. Your children are so adorable. We've seen photos of them on your website. They're so cute. How has fatherhood changed you both? That's a great question. Um, for me, I think that is just... When I when the, when the, when the twins were first born, it's one of those things, the first expression that came or feeling that came was love at first sight. People always say love at first sight is a real thing. I've never experienced it until that moment. This is what that means. And life doesn't necessarily work for anybody else now except for them. Like, that's what we do on a daily basis. Everything is for them. They're just trying to figure that out as we go. And that's, that's really what it is for me. I think it's really interesting, too. It's like the love at first sight thing. When, when Huxley was first born, it was just an overwhelming sense of just happiness and joy that just came over me. And I think the way it changed me before is, and I think a lot of parents find this right away, is like you're kind of number one or your wife's number one. And once you have a child, they become the number one person in your life. Um, and I think for me, the best thing was just, it's something that I, my wife and I wanted for so long. When we had our son, it was just like, I felt a, a change almost of just like responsibility. But the funny thing that kind of goes with that is also the, the I have no idea what I'm doing. So I remember I, I was sitting there, our, the second day after our son was born in the hospital, and I was trying to change his diaper, and I was, figure out how to put it on, swaddle them, and I literally, my wife had a C-section, so she's laying in the bed right there, and I'm literally sitting there crying, I don't know what to do, now, and I'm like, okay, I got it, I was one of those things, overwhelmed with like, this unknown thing, because I've never had kind of that responsibility, I didn't want to mess it up, because you only really get that, that one shot with your, with your children, because it was, it's been such a learning experience, and it's just been, um, I think the biggest change is just making sure that, you know, you take care of all your stuff, but when it comes to your child, like, they have to be taken care of first. And I think that was the, the biggest change. But I think the, the love at first sight was really true, like Adam said. Well, the great thing is, is that luckily you had, like you said before, you had Adam to rely on. We, we're just, like, loving how uh, social media has been helping both parents, not only just moms, but dads as well, you know, with this company that you guys started, it's amazing that you're voicing out what you went through when you welcomed your children, because we might have a man who has a wife who's pregnant and is facing the same fears that you just shared with us all. So yeah, thank you for being vulnerable. 
Yeah, it's all very relatable. And that's what people want to hear. You know, people want to know that they're not alone in, in these things. And the birth of a child is just such a huge monumental moment in your life. And that everybody can relate to feeling scared. I mean, we were all scared right. as mothers. But I think as men, it's it's a whole different other mm-hmm. category. And Adam, you welcome twins. So that is a big one to share with other men as well. Yeah. How did you initially feel when you found out you were having twins, Adam? Shocked. Um, <laughs> happy. A mix of feelings for sure. Um, the good thing about it was that this was the first time around for us. We didn't have kids prior, so we didn't know what life with just one was going to be like. So for us, this is normal. This is now all I know is having the two. It's a little bit different. I think it would have been a little bit harder and more of a challenge had I known what life would be like with just one, two. It's definitely, I think, better or easier maybe to go from two and then having one down the line or something like that might be easier for people. Uh, a little walk in the park, if you will. But uh, definitely challenges. But like I said, we there was, there was nothing to compare it to, so that was normal from the beginning. And luckily, you know, the grandparents and aunts and uncles and everybody that is so local, we are very fortunate to have that community of people, that circle of people really does, you know, take a village, as they say. To raise these little things, especially you know, with all the challenges that come with it, uh, so we've been very fortunate with that. Adam, do you have any quick tips for parents of twins, of multiples, or multiples in general? Just anything quick that um, really helped you get through those first few months? Um, patience. Try uh-huh. to overly communicate with things, but I think most importantly, utilize the circle that you have. Hopefully, you do have grandparents that are close. Hopefully, you do have. Um, you know, friends or cousins or aunts or uncles or something like that close by that you can really rely on and don't be afraid to ask for help. Or move closer to them. (laughs) Or move closer. You know, just for sanity and just for for everything, don't be afraid to ask for that help and don't try to be superheroes and do it all on your own if you have those resources. That's a great tip. Can you both tell us a little bit about your childhood with your dads? Yeah, for sure. With the with my dad, he was the kind of dad who was there for like every single baseball game, every football game, every sporting event, would leave work earlier, fly back from business trips to always be there and coach and, and do all of that, which was really nice. We were able to have like a really good father-son relationship growing up. Yeah, I have a lot of really, really great memories with, with just me and my dad. You know, I think we also had some falling outs as father and son do when you get older and kind of become your own man. and push back a little bit but I think those the relationship I have with my dad is really strong now and I think what I've learned from it is the things that I will do the things I won't do and the things that I will figure out you know and a lot of things that you learn from just that relationship oh I love these things that my dad did like one thing I just was thinking about the other day was I used to sing the bare necessities with my dad and we were singing and dancing watching Akuna Matata and it's just like that it resonates and I think one of the things that really hit me as a father was when I'm holding my son in my arms today, for example, when he's kind of crying and he's fussing and then he kind of calms down and he relaxes and I look at him and go, man, I love the bleep out of you. You know what I mean? Like so much love for you. My dad had that same love for me. Granted, I won't ever like lay in my dad's arms now and let him hold me while I'm crying, but like, <laughs> I'm going to do moments with my son because 
it's such a special thing. And I hope that when he has kids down the road, he can look back and be like, yeah, my dad exact same way, yes. you know? I'm sure yes. he will. You're yes. setting a great example for your son, for sure. And Adam, what about you? How is your relationship with your dad? Um, my situation, I guess, is a little bit different from John's, um, but not too dissimilar from probably a lot of people out there. But I have essentially two dads. I have my dad and I have my stepdad. And each of them fill a certain, uh, I want to say void, but a certain role. You know, growing up, my dad and I always had, you know, when I was with him, it was always a lot of sports, a lot of fun, a lot of, you know, activities because it was short-lived for that matter. Um, in terms of visitation with where I lived, with where he lived, a lot of that relationship was built over the phone as I grew older and it was harder for me to get out and see him, partly just because I was wanting to spend more time with my friends during adult years and things like that. Um, whereas my stepdad has been around for a very long time and was a huge in my life for a lot of you know financial decisions. He's a guy that pretty much taught me how to ride my bike, pretty much taught me how to drive. Every car that I've purchased, he's had a, a role in somehow. Like he's He's always been there for me in that sense. I've had kind of examples from two different father figures. So I'm able to pick and pull certain things. I'm sure some of it is controllable. Some of it's just embedded in me, you know, over the years. But yeah, it's a, it's a little bit different from John's. But also relatable because yeah. there there are some men out there that had the same life as you as well. Having two dads, you know, having a bonus dad and having a dad so yeah, that's pretty typical it's, nowadays nowadays so. yeah it is pretty yeah. really it's kind of nice that you had two different role models and can kind of choose the dad you want to be you know from how you were raised something interesting adam and i is like kind of we're doing this together you know he has two kids who are twins i have one kid and it's just like our, our he has a lot of family who are close by who can help babysit my wife and I are kind of on our own little island like if we look at what we are as a company we're, we have so many different stories and so many points of views you know our father's situation it's just all kind of like Adam and I are great friends and we we have so many similarities but we have so many differences and when you look at kind of what you guys are doing with your podcast and what we're hoping to do with our community is tell those stories and be able to reach out like to so many different people and someone may resonate with a story I tell, but someone may resonate even better with the story that Adam tells, you know? And I think that's the thing about just the fatherhood journey that we're all going through. That makes me curious to know how long you guys have known each other and how you met. How long have we known each other, Adam? <laughs> that's actually a really good question. Probably like, what, eight years? Yeah. With Adam's wife, we used to work together and then invited her to my wife and my wedding and then Adam and I didn't really get to meet each other too too much before then but then after that it was one of those moments when you you go to like a party and you kind of like look around like oh who's oh, that guy's there who's that person and then Adam and I linked up and I was like okay this is my dude after that meeting like having fun drinking partying like people without kids clicked right away and it was just like this is my homie man it was a bromance yeah it's a bromance <laughs> at first sight yeah everyone's so. calling us the Castell, like together so yeah there was there's a little bit of like uh like man you guys just became like lovers you know 
<laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. That's so cool that you guys have that connection. Yeah. yeah. That's we looked at each other like, man, why didn't we hang out before this? We missed out on like our early twenties when we could have been like going to Vegas, partying and doing we could have had so much fun. Yeah. Oh, Aaron and I we, say that all the time. It's just a lot different. Involving little uh, blow up pools and slip and slides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's own kind of fun come on eric and i haven't known each other very long and we say the same thing if we had only known each other in our like you know 20s early 30s i think it would have been bad yes exactly i think it'd be a whole different relationship (laughs) (laughs) did you guys face any challenges starting your business um i wouldn't say really starting it i think we both kind of had a, a good idea of what we were doing, I think the biggest challenge that hit us is we started very small. We sent some promo packages to our friends. They're like, hey, we're introducing the brand to you. And then it grew really, really fast to the point where we got a kind of a really good partnership and relationship with Nordstrom. And that really drove us to really think about like, okay, well, this is really catching some fire. So let's think about how we could grow this brand to be something more than t-shirts. And then that's when we started coming up with our fatherhood products, like our diaper bag. Once we started going down that road, I think that's where we started to hit a little bit more challenges. We've had really good growth over the last two years, but I think the biggest thing is like, how do we take all these really grand, large scale ideas and make them come to life? You know, I think that's the, that's the biggest challenge for us. And I think as two guys who have day jobs, have families, and then also trying to run a company and really make it grow scale, I think that, that's the challenge, at least from my point of view. I think it's like finding the, the hours in the daytime or nighttime, late nights, you know, to, to make it all work. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to ask if you guys are night owls because, I mean, that's Where pretty much only time that's left, yeah. right, is to be night owls. So is that kind of when you guys, when the magic happens? That sounds really bad. <laughs> and trust me, there's a, between me and Adam, there's a lot of magic happening. Man, we need to be there in person. <laughs> no, for sure. We, we, Thursday nights are kind of like our, we kind of turned our, we watched Jersey Shore or something, right? And that was like our started turning those into like daddy-o meetings. <laughs> with drink a couple, couple cocktails, hang out, yes, with each other. And then we start thinking like game planning. Okay, this week, this is what we have to do. And I think that's the one thing that, I cherish about having kind of a partner in this is rather than just doing it as an entrepreneur by yourself, starting a brand, having someone who's in this with me, there's always someone to, to rely on, someone to kind of help you things, bounce ideas. If you can't do something or if you're not good at something, that other one can you know, fill that void or help you out. And I think that's the big thing. So we haven't had any, I mean, struggles. I think the biggest thing is just finding time and, and reaching our vision, like we really want to be, I mean, if you look at brands like Skip Hop or, I mean, other companies out there, we really want to be that company for dads. And I think that's the biggest thing that is the hardest thing is how do we do that, you know? And I think it's just like spreading our message and doing events and building our community. Well, you guys are doing a great job so far and we can, I mean, only imagine what the future will bring. I think as partners, Eric and I as partners, we are curious if you guys had any issues working together as far as like, you know, when you're going to partnership with a big business like that, there's going to be some disagreements bumps or bumps. And, yeah, like, I mean, you guys are 
amazing friends, so I'm assuming not really anything, but just any tips for us working together? We're kind of a newer partnership, and we'd love to hear from you guys if you have any tips about that. Yeah, I think, I mean, from my standpoint, I think the uh, just honesty with each other is really good. I know there's been times where Adam and I will we'll do a pop-up, for example, and I'll fold a shirt, and then he'll fold the shirt a different way, and I'll fold the shirt back, and it's like, we got to get on the same. She's like, who's holding the shirt today? Because you, you're in charge of holding the shirt. I'm not going to touch them. And I think it's that kind of thing. is like, remember, like, having the ability to, like, not have ego with it, you know what I mean? Maybe wrong, you know, and like, but I think collaboration is the biggest thing. I think that's something that... Adam and I, we, we were able to do is like really communicate and have really good ideas from both sides. And I think that's the one thing that we're, we're really focusing on this year is to be extremely strategic with what we're doing, you know, and like planning and making sure that you run with this idea, I run with that idea, and both get to the same goal, you know, and it's, I think that's the best thing. I think it's also with relationships, too. I think you look at your partnership in a business like a, like a mm-hmm. marriage because it should be you know you're spending a lot of time with that person have fun I think that's the biggest thing Adam and I like we'll do a pop up and we'll go get margaritas afterwards or you know we'll do we'll just like I'm hanging out by one of my best friends for a couple hours a day and we like kick it and sell some t-shirts you know yeah oh yeah we're we're drinking right now we <laughs> we're drink when we record <laughs> that's what we gotta do this person together I think that's what we're missing we gotta we gotta do a little we would love to have you guys back on because oh, there's so many dad tips that you can give that we're unaware of yes. or like little issues that guys husbands it's hard to be vulnerable sometimes with your wife and, and um admit you don't know how to do something like or? i i actually suffered a miscarriage and i would love to know a male's know. point of view comes to the emotion of the the man the husband mm-hmm. because my husband and I had some issues and I that's a whole different other subject but I couldn't connect with him because I felt like he was saying the wrong things so we would love to have you guys back on to touch those type of subjects if you guys are open for it for sure oh, oh you guys cool. are so sweet we're gonna have to meet you guys at a bar then yes we will <laughs> You guys let us know where. It'll be like a seven-part podcast episode. Yeah, I yeah. love it. And yeah. you guys are just in Sacramento. You're not that far You're from not us. far from us You're like at an all. hour, if that, so. Yeah. Yeah, not easy. Definitely. Definitely. Halfway. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Share with our, list, our male listeners your favorite dad hack you have discovered. Adam? Ooh. Ooh, dad hack. You might have to give me a second to think about that. That's fine. Okay, John, John do you have one? <laughs> Dad hack. Um, yeah, the, the best dad hack I have is when I ask my wife, how do I do this? <laughs> I think that's the best one I got. <laughs> uh, a lot that's of the great. Time, like, I'm sitting there. Cause with, I think that's been the biggest learning thing for me, especially when we first became, we first had Huxley, was I went back to work and my wife stayed home with him. And so she knew the ins and outs of parenting more than I did because True. she spent all day with him. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of the times um, I would come home and I really wouldn't know what to do in certain situations. But I think that if I w- want to look at it as like a positive and looking at a dad hack, um, I would just be confident. And I know it's kind of not really a hack, but knowing that you're going to care for your child in the best possible way. So don't be afraid. You're going to make mistakes, mm-hmm. but don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always down to bribe my kid with pirate booty. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> pirate booty. Bag of pirate booty. Like, yes. Yeah, go off of that, I think. And how to negotiate with your children is, is you know, a hack in itself. And you know, Kalia is always trying to negotiate with me. No, we'll do this and then we'll do this. Okay, deal? You know, sometimes, yeah, deal. That sounds good. Otherwise, no, not today. We're not, we're not, no negotiation today or this, this particular topic. This is how it's going to be today. Stand your ground. I always say that, and Eric and I are former nannies, finding your child's currency, whatever that is, whatever will make them do whatever you want them to do, that is like gold. Uh, that is gold. Yes. And maybe it's pirate booty for uh, yours, you yeah. know? Um, but whatever that currency is, and it changes too. It really does change. But for potty training, for bedtime, I mean, that currency goes a long way. It does. So yes. find out what that currency is and use it. Use it until... <laughs> use it and abuse until it. Until you can't. <laughs> I, I may or may not use my my husband's currency, but we won't go there. So. <laughs> you all have the same currency. I'm joking. There's <laughs> just, I think, and that's the thing I really look at fatherhood, and that's one of the things we realize. If you look at the when we started the brand, right, there wasn't anything cool for dads to showcase our fatherhood. But you could go, you could go to any Target, Nordstrom, Bye Bye Baby, and there's a million products for moms and babies. And I think that kind of resonates also with the beginning of parenting. With dads, you really don't really have that guiding force or place on social media that mom's group. I remember one of our friends was talking about, if you said you're going to create a dad's group and we're going to go sit in a circle and talk about our feelings and emotions, yeah. you know, <laughs> you'd have one person now, there. Hey, we're going to go barbecue and drink some beers. I'm there. And you're going to talk about your feelings. You're going to talk about your, your child and your, your dad's struggles. And I think that's the thing that we're hoping that we can change is like, make their make a, a place where dads can feel safe and confident because masculinity is a hard thing you know i think a lot of people in our positions don't ask for help or don't feel confident enough to be vulnerable adam knows this better than anybody but i'm a crier so i go up and cry but it, it's hard for some people and i think it's, it's challenging and I, it's something that we could really hopefully help people with you know i mean i would have loved to ask someone different situations um and figure it out or have this community. So hopefully we can make a difference, you know? For sure. I, I wish more people felt that way, you know? I mean, I wish that that was more of uh, the norm out there. I'm, yeah. I'm so excited to have you guys back on because just the sense of um, energy that we get from both of you and the vulnerability that you both are just so open to sharing. Um, yeah, we, you're right. There's not, I mean, there's a few blogs that I follow on Instagram with dads who mm. they do comedy. They do it in a comedy way, which yeah. we, Aaron and I love comedic stuff. Um, but you're right. There's not enough like where, Hey dads, let's get together and let's <laughs> chat about what's going on with Jimmy or, or Susie or, you know, like real, what, real. And raw, vulnerable. And there's even yeah. parents out there that are facing with with children with special needs. I mean, there's just so many topics out there that men should be able to open up and talk about. Yeah, completely. One hundred percent. agree. The things we want to do with our podcast, especially, is we want to kind of tell funny stories of our parenting style, things that are in popular culture, but more like interview people who either are friends or celebrities or just their own parenting story. Kind of like what you said, is just everyone has their their struggles or their their differences in parenting. And if you can hear someone who's maybe 
handling it differently or has one suggestion, it can change your whole parenting structure. When I when we had Huxley, I was I was waking up in the middle of the night and I was like, oh man, like this is so hard. I have to wake up. I have to go change the diaper. All, all these different things I had to do. And then my wife found something on Instagram and it was a simple post and it said, it's not that you have to, it's that you get to. It resonated with, really stuck with me throughout this whole process of being a father. And if I wouldn't have seen that quote on Instagram, that little meme, I don't know what type of journey I would be on now. You know, it's, it's a, you hear once and it just changes everything for you. And it's really the best, the best thing that, I mean, people can do is share their stories and others with, with what they're going Absolutely. We agree completely. That's, that's so, so important. So important. Speaking of wives. So, um, date nights for you both for, with your wives, what's your go-to date night with them? Do you get date nights? <laughs> John's way better at this than I am. So John, you go ahead and answer that. <laughs> Adam and I were talking about this the other day. We had a pop-up and kind of when we do our pop-ups, we get a little lull sometimes after splitting up and he was like, so what do you call a date? And I was like, He's like, when you were talking, is that it? I was like, yeah, that's a date. Because really with my wife and I, since, um, we have zero family around. We've been able to, and I think it's one thing that we really enjoy, is we've taken Huxley everywhere we go. So we do get to do a lot of dates with Huxley. So he's kind of our our, our third wheel. We get, his wife, we get to bring him everywhere we go. Um, but I think the perfect date, if I was going to get a babysitter, do all that, I, if you give me a patio with a couple cocktails and some, some good food and just hanging out and being able to talk and chill and relax. I think that's the that's something that my wife and I, we always love to do, whether we're on vacation or just going out downtown for happy hour, being able to just like sit and chill and talk, a couple cocktails. I think that's something that we love, love doing. I think being with your partner and having just that time to connect, you know, and just, like, I, I call my wife my best friend, so, I think that's something that if you can have those best friend moments, you can really, you know, enjoy whatever you're doing. Anything could be a date. You know, you could be at the gym or you could be getting coffee, going to a movie. But if you're hanging with your your buddy, you know, that's that's a date. Do you guys double date, Adam? Do you guys double date? Yeah, we've done that before. Yeah, we try to. We used to do a bunch of fun things. Yeah, we used to um, before the babies, we'd spend a night and sleep on their couch in their living room and stay up watching movies and like being kids you know so cute that's so sweet that's awesome and it's just so important to find the time to connect with your spouse because you know you do just feel like well yeah you just feel like you're just a parent you know and you just you need to feel like you're still a husband you're still a wife and all of those good things so um yeah date night is so important i'm glad you guys get to get them i hope you get them more (laughs) i do too it'll get easier when they're older because you'll feel more comfortable Leaving your kids with a sitter? Yeah. So if that gives you any peace of mind, John. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'll happen. My son's 11, so it's gotten a little bit easier. The beauty about teaching high school is that I have unlimited free babysitting. Nice. Kind of going back to the date thing, I think even like getting, getting on the couch and just watching Stranger Things, you know, just doing that just time when it's just you and your partner, I think it's really special. I know we have some friends. Huxley, thankfully, he goes to bed at like seven but I would have a lot of time just to like just be one-on-one you know and I think that whatever you need to make a date make that you know it's like it could be anything we're a mixed bag on our entertainment like we'll go from Stranger Things to like Real Housewives or to like 
below deck, and we were Bravo to horror and everything in between. That's you know, awesome. I, mean, I, I don't know. I, Adam, do you watch those shows, like, any of that? Stranger Things, I have. I watched all of season one. Season two, I haven't gotten all the way through. Yeah, there are those shows that I watch, but not as consistently as others, maybe. Kind of like a guilty pleasure show, like Southern Charm or, like, Vanderpump Rules all are really intriguing. <laughs> but, like, now that I'm getting older, I kind of look at them like, man, I wouldn't really change, trade my life for what you guys got going on with being a parent and all this stuff. Like, the things people do to get on TV sometimes kind of make me laugh. So, so much drama, right? Yeah, I know. I, I mean, as, like, as looking at my friendship with Adam, like, if I fall with Adam as much as, like, any of these ladies do on Real Housewives, I'm like, I don't think we'd be friends anymore. Yeah. We say the same thing. We're like, um, they are that out is of just control. too much drama. They yeah. are out of control, but they're darn funny. I mean, it watch. makes great TV, so Absolutely. it's fine. <laughs> we'll keep watching it. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, Adam and John, your favorite post-kids bedtime drink? Ooh, Adam, you go first. You're the, you got the cocktails, too. Oh, nothing, nothing but water. I mean, that's hydrate. Nothing but water. <laughs> I've always liked John and I always think John's more of a beer guy. I'm more of a whiskey guy, so I'm, I'm happy. Essential shirt was always diapers, bottles, and whiskey. Oh, oh yes. So you, you do, do have that shirt. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Oh! Version out now, too, with the Thomas tantrums and tequila. <gasps> oh, my that gosh. That is so dumb. Can you guys come up with one for teens? Because my husband and I, we have a preteen. Oh, that's a good And idea. I would love to get him a shirt for, like, something for teens. Like, I don't even know what. Um, yeah, we'll help you brainstorm on that one. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah, we need some help with it. Yeah, Got it. because you have a lot of dads out there that have preteens and teenagers and yes. they need their cigars and whiskey. Yep. <laughs> yes, my hubby doesn't drink, but yep. he's a cigar aficionado. So I think cigar one would be awesome. Too. Yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, I, I think for me, I talk to I love beer. Beer is kind of like my, my go-to. And I just got in trouble because I was, I was a very heavy pourer. Adam knows this because whenever I pour him a drink, it's always a little stiffer than it should be. After one of those, it's like... I. Huxley's been in bed for an hour. I think it's time for me to go to bed. <laughs> 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 Nothing wrong with that. You sound like me. Very well. So, following an instruction to make a cocktail, I'm like, ah, half the glass looks good, you know? Good. <laughs> no measuring needed. That's awesome. <laughs> a little champagne campaign. I mean, I'm, I'm down for anything. <laughs> you guys so are great. Got whatever's in the fridge, make sure it's cold. And <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to yes. that. You guys are, like you said, you have a fatherhood backpack. So I'm curious, can you tell our listeners what's in each of your backpacks on a daily? Yeah, we yeah. want to know. How do you want to go first? Uh, for me, you know, there, there's three, almost three and a half now. So it's definitely a lot easier yeah. than it used to be packing some things. I just make sure I have some snacks and some water. Probably, I mean, I do have change of clothes in there just in case we get into something maybe we shouldn't be or have a, that's, that's really it. For me, it's, you know, they're, they're turning into real little people that are pretty self-sufficient. So uh, it's, it's a lot easier than it used to be for sure. Any go-to snacks in there that you always want to have available? Uh, like it, it, it does change from time to time. Um, unfortunately, they're a big thing right now. Every time, every morning, every time after a nap, it's always popsicle. I want a popsicle. Can't really bring that with us on the road. Any type of this little, they like they like their dry cereal. They like they still are into some pouches. For the most part, you know, they they, they do like the pirate booty. That's I a have popular the booty. one. So, yeah. I have yeah. to say because I'd be remiss if I didn't. 
I am an ambassador for Beachnut Baby Foods, and they have amazing pouches, toddler food, all of that. Um, I can get you a little basket to give to your both kids. Okay, yeah, we'd love to do that. It's all natural, very little ingredients, so you're not going to get a lot of extra crap like the preservatives and things like that. My kiddos are four and almost seven, and they still love all of it. It's so, so do funny. you, though. I do, too. I'll have a, I'm not, I have no shame in having a pouch if I'm starving. Like, they <laughs> taste good. They are just pureed fruits and vegetables. There's no shame in that. <laughs> And uh, I remember the little puffs that they, you know, the cereal puff thing. Those are like, you can eat like those and they're like 10 calories. Diet set. The little melties, they melt, they literally melt in your mouth. Yeah. And we have all different varieties. They're delicious. Really good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just don't get hangry. Have a have a pouch. Have, have a, a pouch. Have a melty. Hey, that's a great little. <laughs> don't get hangry. Yeah, meme right there. Right. All right, guys. Favorite curse word. Oh, boy. Favorite curse word. First word. We threw him. First word? No, no, curse. Curse, curse. not first. No, curse. Okay. You, do you want mine or Huck's, please? Both. Both. Yeah, give us both. Well, the other day, the other day um, my wife said, shit. Goes, shit, 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 shit. So, uh, so, you did learn a fun little fact about that, that if you do curse in front of your kids, make sure it's not the last word because they'll repeat whatever that last word is. So That's true. Oh, yeah. Head or, <laughs> but I don't know. Let me think. Adam, you go first. What's your favorite curse word? Uh, the one that I probably lean on the most is definitely the F word. I don't want to say it here because I'm trying to break habits, but it has something, you know, become something that I probably say a little too frequently and <laughs> that it maybe has passed on um, indirectly. But... It's one of those things that I know it's not something that they should be saying or hearing or anything like that, but the first time that I heard one of them say it, I had to say, I had to second guess myself, like, wait, what did you just say? I mean, I had to laugh at myself in situation two, saying, like, I can't believe, like, you're already at that point. But yeah, that's that's probably the, the word that might slip out the most. I can relate, Adam, and my four-year-old has picked it up. And um, it's pretty embarrassing when that happens at, like, daycare and <laughs> when you're out and about, especially when he uses it correctly. Exactly. No, could not be. Well, thank you for being honest with us. When is your next pop-up, guys? I want to make sure our listeners know when yes. you're going to be um, popping up and where. Yeah, so our next event is August 2nd in Every first Friday for kind of the summer month, we... They do a street fair, and it's kind of been a staple for us. We're creating like a family kids zone. Um, so yeah, August second in the Fountains in Roseville. Oh my gosh, I love that! Awesome, Roseville, um, California. And then, did you say every Friday you're gonna be doing something? It's the, every first Friday of first the month. Friday. Um, the last one was July fifth, and then this next one will be August second. We could probably. Try to try make to it. come yeah, out there as well. Awesome. That would be really fun. We cannot thank you guys enough for giving us your time, and we have loved our conversation. We just wish you guys all the best of luck, and any any way we can promote you, we will. We definitely will. Yeah, um, we tag you guys doing. on our post, and absolutely, um, definitely the one main thing that we obviously fell in love with your company was donating some oh, money yeah. to foster children. listeners go check out their website let's give everybody your information you guys go for it tell them where the where to find you on instagram uh email anything go for it for sure it's um who's your daddy-o.com and our instagram handle is daddy training co 
And we can even do a special promo for your listeners if you'd like. That would be great. That would be awesome. Thank you so Thank much. You. Yeah. Cool. So we could do, let's do um, Mimosa Mamas for 15% off. Does that sound cool? Oh, oh yes. yes. That is so generous. We're high-fiving high you guys. <laughs> That's incredible. Okay, listeners, Thank go you. to their website. Check out all their cool stuff. They have stuff for babies, moms, dads. The whole family. There's Yeah. I awesome. can't wait to get my husband a, a shirt with cigars on and it. And hats. Yeah. You guys hats. have hats. You guys, yeah. you guys have it covered. You guys are doing some great things. Thank you again so, so much. And hopefully we'll see you soon. Thanks, John and Adam. Thank you. All have right. a great day, guys. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank Bye. you. You too.